All right, welcome in to another episode of the greatest people you've never met podcast. Picking back up in the uh, best friend series. Recording there, recording here. Recording in progress. All right, welcome in to another episode of the greatest people you've never met podcast. Picking back up in the uh, best friend series. Joining me today, um, looks like from the shop, straight done with chores, uh, wrangling his babies probably more than anything. Mr. Weston Bramer. Wes, what's happening, brother? Oh, just another day. Another kids day. Were, kids were just kind of being a little bit difficult, a little tired from dance class. So, yeah, you, uh, so Weston, uh, unfortunately also related to me. So I could never, uh, get rid of him as a friend. Um, we'd be stuck together forever. Um, Wes was the first first one in the group of friends to be married, first one in the group of friends to have babies, and now the first one with a boy. So, yeah, a lot of firsts for old Weston <laughs> in the friend group. Um, what's it like, man? I mean, is it everything you wanted it to be? Well, I'm right now. He's just a baby. I mean. He's not squatting 350 yet stuff. or anything. He's not bench pressing 25, 225, 30 reps. Not quite. Not yet. He's, he's big, though. I mean, he's. I think he's eight pounds less than his three-year-old sister. Wow. He's six months old. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, no, I remember the first, when uh, you guys had rag, um, you did a little gender reveal, and I'll never forget just, I mean, your mom laughing. Uh, you tell you wanted a boy a little bit deep down inside you. And then you're like, I'm like, Hey, you all right. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. As long as it's healthy. And I was like, well, tell your face that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, dude, but it's cool. It finally happened. Um, that's sweet. Another generation to the Bramer family tree. Get, uh, now you, now you get to be, now you get to be like your dad. You get to go lean on the fence at Mahoney field in 18 years and watch him play the end. The yeah. cycle continues. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. No, that's cool, dude. Um, well, inter- I mean, the introduction to Weston is uh, pretty cut and dry. Um, obviously, one of my best friends, uh, Weston's parents, uh, have been big supporters of me uh, big time in life. Uh, I joke, we joke about Weston being related because we are, uh, but... He is family to me and is, you know, we're tight. Um, so I don't know. Wes is like a brother. Um, we got a, we got a different bond, I think from other people. And so I, it, it took some time to get him on here scheduling, but guys running a farm now, basically. So had to work around that and you got the three kids and then football season happened for me. So just glad we could finally get this, get, get on here and chat brother. Oh yeah. No, I'd, Obviously, you know I listen a lot, so it was 
cool to get my chance to come on. Yeah. Good to talk to you. Uh, Weston said, make sure this is not a roast Weston hour. Or he asked, is this just going to be a roast Weston hour? Um, no, it won't be. Um, just because this is released to the public and Weston also has stories that he could start sharing on me that I would like to keep under wraps. That's what friendship is for. Uh, I will say, uh, I was thinking back, obviously... You know, your house when we were in high school was kind of the hangout spot, right? Um, hanging out in the basement all the time. You guys used to have a sweet hot tub in the corner, and at any given time on a Friday or Saturday night, there'd be six to eight large human beings fucking around in this hot tub in the basement. Uh, and then we always would crash there. But I was trying to think of some stories, Wes, that were like pretty PG that could share that it just kind of made me laugh. Uh, the first one that came to my mind was, I think it was you driving your truck. And then we had, um, Justin was in the passenger seat. It was basketball season and he was hurt. I know which one this is. And then miles and I were in the back seat, and we were down on, uh, 10th Ave and it was Weston's like, Hey, you know, or a street, I guess. Um, and Weston's like, you know, you're in Iowa. Now you're in Minnesota. And when we crossed over on that Iowa side, the it looked like the ditch was a little farther out than it was in the snow, and we sank like a rock. Uh, we tried digging it out, and Justin kept his happy ass in the truck. I had no jacket, no gloves. He was in the truck the whole time, would not give up either. Uh, well, that's when he tore his Achilles or whatever it yeah. was that time. So, yeah, he, uh, yeah guy was just uh, that it was more of a shit on Heinrich story than anything. I just remember freezing my ass off outside and Justin not being willing to give up those gloves. So, or the jacket. Uh, so that one sucked. Um, but then the other one that really kind of, I don't know, it just always makes me laugh is when you tore your labrum uh, and then you had the surgery. So it must've been our senior year for sure. It was. Yeah, it was after senior year. Yeah, but we watched the Vikings lose in the NFC Championship to the Saints, and then uh, your dad was going to put the insulators up behind the curtains, but you couldn't help. So Scotty and I were helping, and nobody was in a really good mood because the Vikes had just lost, right, but we had to get this done. Scotty and I really had no idea what we were doing, but – and we were the ones fucking up. And I just remember your dad just yelling at you for our mistakes. And that that is always a memory that rings true because he wasn't going to yell at us because we were helping. But we were fucking it up. And he just, God damn it, Weston. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, dude, good ones. Yeah, that still happens plenty. It's what happens when you work with family. Yeah, you no. Can get, you can get a little bit madder at each other than you can get a – you know, normal people. 100%. Uh, you brought that up, so I'll I'll, I'll take it there. Um, what's it like being the next generation and starting to do more and more and kind of, I mean, it's not, I mean, just see your dad get older and, and you're doing more and kind of that transition phase of the farm. I think it's a thing that most, uh, you know, most people go through, but not a lot of people really know about so what that what's that been like for you having dad show you the ropes and you kind of starting to do things your own way oh uh not sure how to answer it um 
I mean, I guess it's just kind of how I always grew up anyway. Yeah. Dad, once I learned a job, it became my job and I learned how to either do it my way or, you know, try and bounce off him the way that he wants it done. Right. I mean, now I would say I'm pretty much like a hundred percent in charge of the pigs. I mean, dad still owns the barns and stuff and he does weekend chores and helps me when I need it. But I mean, I, I do things differently. Yeah. And if he is really opposed to it, he'll say something and we'll probably hash it out a little bit louder than you yeah. know, normal people would, but we'll, we'll get it all figured out. And the crop side, I mean, I'm renting my own ground and he's renting his and we, I, I, I'm still a rookie enough at that. I don't think I know more than I really do. So right. I mean, a lot of it, getting the coaching from dad and knowing, trying to make the decisions on my own when it makes sense. Right. Um, I mean, me and Nicole bought a farm this year, so I mean, there's a lot of pressure there too. Now you know, now we're really in. Right now, you're so. fully invested. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's no, no. what's that like every day though? I mean, where it's not just not just your dad, but and not just your boss, but also your kind of business partner in the whole. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a unique role, and not not a lot of people really understand that and. I mean, I, I just think about things that I do with my dad where, you know, you get frustrated and, you you know, we're adults now. And I think that's hard for sometimes for our parents to understand, right? We were in our 30s. We're 32 years old. But, um, I mean, what's that what's that been like? Has there been some, like, I don't know, has there been some moments where he's kind of, like, you know, really pulled back? Obviously, you talked about you're running the pig side, really, but... I mean, has there been kind of some moments where you can kind of see he's really stepping back and letting you take charge so you can figure it out and make the mistakes so you can learn? Yeah, I mean, like I, I do pretty much 100% of our spring, and he never really showed me how to do it. I kind of figured that one out on my own. Right. Um, otherwise, everything else, I mean, it's not really like I work for my parents anymore. I mean, they compensate me because I don't own anything in the barns and I'm doing, right. you know, right. quite a bit of the work Yeah, when it comes to that. So, I mean, I get a wage from them, but about the only time I would say like dad ever truly overrules me is if like something's maybe my second priority for the day. Right. And it's his first, then he might bump that up the, from two to one. Yeah. But on a normal day, I kind of, I mean, I don't, he doesn't need to call me and tell me what I got to do. I'm just doing, doing what I'm it. supposed to be doing. Yeah. Guy's basically retired, huh? He's got his feet up. So it sound like, I hope Cal listens no. to this and hears me talking shit <laughs> to him. <laughs> Once in a while, he's uh, supervising, but yeah, I mean, what he, he, he's still the hardest going dude on the planet when it comes harvest time. He's yeah, like, he's an animal when we get in the field, but yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a little slower on the off season than he used to be, but there's some of that I, I is actually my, my fault. I tell him, you know, I try to keep him out of the barns. Right. If he doesn't need to be in there, you know, save on his body. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, it's it's not like he's always out goofing off. I mean, no. I would never say anything like that, but I know. I just like to give your dad the shit that he <laughs> always gave us. It's it's mutual love. Um but uh, no, I, I just I think and I I wasn't trying to imply that your parents are pay. I just was I think it's such a unique role because it's you know 
obviously you're next in line, right? Like it's just a weird, it's just a weird thing that I think a lot of people that listen to this truly don't understand how farm. I mean, I think a lot of people don't understand how farming works in general, right? Like let's obviously look at the world, but I think just in that, that nature of the fam- the family farm that dynamic is so weird and so lost on a lot of people so i just think it's cool and obviously knowing you know what i know about y'all and and how your dad's done it and built it up and it's cool i know i mean was there did you ever feel any pressure to have a boy weston because of the farm no i mean most of that was just on me i wanted your own pressure I, I mean, I, I want to pass pass it on. It's not like anybody, you know, outside said anything. I mean, right. shoot, there's a while where my parents were pushing me to do something different. Right. That's that's why I ended up down doing athletic training there for a few years because I yeah. was trying something different. But, I mean, he might not even be the one to come back. Maybe one of the girls will be one of the ones. I mean, yeah. I if if you're if you're gonna do you know, go deal with what we deal with and do this job. You got to want to do it and you better love it. Right. If you get forced into this and you don't want to be a part of it, you're going to hate it. Oh yeah. No, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a different world. It does take a special breed. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions around farming. Uh, you know, like you only work for six weeks a year, that kind of stuff. Uh, but you got livestock, so that's out the window. So that's just Brandon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, I don't know, man. It's just cool, and I'm excited to share, you know, some of your story and some of the the farm and stuff with people because it's not it's nothing that I've ever really talked about with people on here, you know. Um, so. Uh, the pigs, I mean, everybody just assumes like they hear pigs. I think they probably think they know what's going on. But how many how many pigs are at uh, Bramer State Line Farms? Uh, we we finish out about six thousand head at a time. So if we're at that full capacity, it's usually over that because they'll you know to account for death loss, they'll put more pigs in the barn, hoping that they end up at that right. you know what the barn is built for at the end, but. Yeah, depending on disease and how things go will determine, you know, kind of what you end up with at the end of the turn. Right. We'll, depending on if we have wean pigs or feeder pigs, then we'll either turn the barns three times a year for feeder or we'll turn them twice for weaners. Yeah, so uh, for those, I mean, what's the age difference on a wean pig to a feeder pig for people that don't so, know? So wean pig is, you know, we've got them straight from – um, mom taking care of them. So yep. they'll be 21 to 28 days. Tw- yeah. So they'll be in the 12 to 15 pound range. If they're healthy, if they're world beaters, they might be 20 pounds. Some big ones. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen it. So yeah. that's why I can say it can happen, yeah. but it usually that's not, they won't be quite that big. <laughs> it's the last time in their lives that they're cute. Basically. hundred percent. One hundred percent. Then fe- feeder pigs, they'll, Essentially, instead of coming straight to us, they'll go to a nursery where they'll get the barns built a little bit more for smaller pigs, just in a bunch of different ways. Right. And somebody that is really good at starting them pigs out will take care of them and they'll get them up to 40, 50 pounds usually. Yeah. 
and then that's when they'll come to us if that's what we're doing. Right. And usually it just kind of depends on where the flows are at and where the pigs are available on what we get. Yeah, and these are massive operations that y'all grow for, too, and it's so crazy. Obviously, I spent a large portion of my life uh, living that dream, but in the, you know, pharaoh uh, to wean side, and um, it's just a, I, it's a, it's a wonderful world that I wish more people understood. I don't – I think people hear me say wonderful world, but it's not like I'm not being – facetious i i do i did love working in the hog industry and i at one point i really thought that's where i'd spend most of my you know most of my life i thought that was the direction i was going to go in but um i mean tell people a little bit about like the market like not like the market of pigs but martin county is like what now like top five count producing counties in the world uh what is it like number it's just, either they're on like the edge of being number two or yeah. that we are two or, but or all, all obviously we're number three if right. I'm wrong about that. But. And so like, I mean, so in, as far as pig density, yeah. so how many pigs are per square footage of a County? Right. We're one of the densest. It's crazy. It's insane. Um, and there's a hog barn everywhere you turn. And I think that's the wildest thing to me now is like, I don't know. It seems like they're still building them. Obviously, I only get to come home once a year now. But, I mean, it seems like you still see them going up. And I understand, like, with some of those are replacing some of those old 600s and stuff like that. I, I get that there's, you know, obviously yeah. new barns going up to replace old barns. But, boy, at some point you would just have to think, like, county's just capped out. Well, I mean, guys are trying. Things really slowed down after COVID, and the building prices got just crazy. Stupid. Yeah, so it's they're not flying up like they were before that. Like even people that like were part of the industry were going, "Where the heck you're gonna put?" Yeah, I mean, you're just running out of ground. What are you gonna do with it all? Well, it wasn't there a rule once like it was supposed to be more than a mile and a half or two miles from the next barn in any direction. Yeah, I should know that because I used to permit the barns. But, um, yeah, it, it depends. on Like, I mean, we could build our barns closer than that because we could basically have a variance on ourselves, you know, and stuff. But sure. as far as, like, another neighbor, yeah, it was, like, mile and a half, something like that. Yeah. And then it has to be, what, exactly one quarter mile away from the nearest residence and can't be within so many miles of like a cemetery or not too close to a watershed or a lake. And there's, right. it's all kinds of rules. There is, it's uh it's pretty crazy. Uh, it just, it's a, it's just mind blowing to me. The, I mean, that's the industry, right? Uh, I know like, you know, where Ton's from and then drifting into like West Texas, everybody just talks about oil, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, it's the same thing, but it's pigs. So it's literally yeah. the same. I mean, and people don't understand that. Be and then I, you know, they talk about like all the pipeliners. Well, it's no different than all the kids who are 20 something years old, who parents aren't necessarily in it, but they see a life and, or a better life, and they try to build a barn, or start trucking, or start trying to haul 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 manure, like whatever it is. It's it's just so crazy that it it where we're from, um, it's uh, it's got such a stranglehold on the area. Like it's just truly a mind blowing thing to me to be yeah. to be from the bacon capital of the world, as they say. Yeah, I mean, 
I know for my dad, that was his way of being able to come home full time. You know, grandpa died and right. things were a little rough there for a while. And so he was digging wells for Beamers, put food on the table for all of us. I mean, he was basically farming for free there for a minute. Right. And he built his first barn and then the second one, and then he was able to come home and, you know, he grew it from there. Yep. So, I mean, it back then it made a little bit more sense. You were actually paying the barns off a lot faster, but. I know. Crazy. But, yeah, I mean. Well, what's the going rate for uh, Headspace right now? Oh, per headspace, I'm not even sure. the The last time, I guess I could do the rough math, but I think the last time I heard in 3,200 head took you yeah, about a million and a half to build it. Yeah, that's crazy. And what I mean, like, so like for y'all being contracted out, what's that going right for to grow for somebody else? I remember one time it was like uh, with people were trying to talk me into a barn and growing for Hugesons, uh, it was like 32, 33 bucks. I'd have to assume that number's gone up. Yeah. Well, if you have old barns for us, it's kind of been the same price for a long time. Um, if you got newer stuff, you can be in the low to mid forties. Sure. For, I mean, I think the guys just have to have that in order to cash flow. Hundred percent. I, I, mean, I guess with the building costs now, you can't even cash flow at twenty four hundred. Is what I've been told, unless you got a lot of money to put down. Right. Which they used to say in fifteen years or ten years, whatever the number was, it pays itself off in ten years. I don't know, man. Prices of stuff are expensive, and guess what goes into that barn? Lots of stainless steel. <laughs> Uh, the most expensive metal to build with. Uh, so, I mean, it's just crazy to everything. It's just an insane world. You bring, um, I don't know, do you hope to keep growing in the pig world? Or are you kind of just, I mean, not to put you on the spot, but like, what's your uh, thoughts on everything? We Right, right now, uh, you know, especially like days like, today when I'm fighting purrs and doing all that kind of stuff, I, we've got the right amount ahead for just me and my dad right now. Right. Um, would there ever be a time that the barns finally maybe need to get updated and I would rebuild them on top of the pits that they're on to keep it going? Sure. Yeah. I mean, if, especially if we really needed it to keep the operation going the way we needed it to. Yeah. Um, cause I mean, we already lost one barn that, tornado a couple of years ago yeah i remember so you sent me that picture a, we used to grow a whole another 600 head on top of that other six thousand. so yeah and you know the being able to rebuild it for the cost for 600 the math didn't work so it's actually the excavators out in the yard right now they're going to start finally pushing that in the hole crazy i so, mean so well I mean, the building's gone but they're going to take the concrete right and fill the hole in what's i mean what's the What's the average size barn being built right now? Well, right now, I mean, 24? if the guys are going to build. Is that the standard going head? I mean, 2,400 head? It was a couple of years ago. And now in order to get, get these things to cash flow, guys are bumping up to that 3,200. Uh, and I heard that's even getting tight. The guys are bouncing like 48s. Crazy. That's crazy. It would be sweet to have that many of the pigs on one roof when you're in there working and it's the middle of a blizzard that would oh, be for sure other than having other than having what do we got seven of them right no i get so. it especially for you because 
where you're at, you just got yeah. No, I get it. That would make that would make life easier and a ton of sense. Um, yeah, that's just crazy to me that. 48, I mean, I remember when 12s were the thing. That was kind of when I was, and then everybody started going to 24s, and that seemed massive. And then 30, I mean, coincidentally, they just jump up by 12s, so 3,600s. And now you said, what, 48s? Yeah. That's nuts, man. Everything's kind of divisible by that 600 number because yeah. that's how the SOW units used to be set up for their farrowing numbers to fill a 600 head. Yep. Well, it's really expensive to fix a SOW you know, change a sign unit up. Right. So everybody just kind of kept with that rhythm and then you could wean pigs in or, it with those numbers yep. and then fill these barns the way you needed to. Yep. That's nuts, man. Yeah. I remember just living the life at Wellcam, dude, 2,400 head. That was, I mean, you just get there five in the morning, do your chores, and we're done by one every day. This is a crazy thing to think about, like the simplicity of that life that I lived doing that sometimes. I also was a lot younger. Money didn't seem like an issue. Bought a brand new truck, was paying like 600 bucks a month on, and I thought I was just on top of the world. But uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I always tell people when I, they see that on a resume, I'm like, well, that's just where I learned how to work hard. So, yeah, crazy, dude. Um, just insane. What do you think? How how big of barns do you think it'll be when Barrett takes over for you? Oh, 25 million head? I don't know, because <laughs> that's where you're going to start running into the... I know. know. Is there enough space for the barns? And then you got to be able to... You need those... You need the acres around it to put the manure on. Dude, so, I honestly I mean, think they'll start to look like the feedlots, the cattle lots down here, which people don't understand. But Arizona, ton of cattle. I mean, I see them and they're miles long and wide, and it's oh yeah. they're huge ranches, right? And it's but they're all just a single feedlot. And I can only imagine that that's the way that Martin County or this. I mean, really, I know it's not just Martin County, but the surrounding area as a whole is heading. Yeah, I mean. We'll see what the future holds. Yeah. I mean, eventually they're going to have to just go somewhere else. I mean, that's why North Carolina is one of the biggest states because that's where all this started. Right. Well, then everyone got smart and said, well, let's take all the pigs to where the food's at instead of trying to get the food to the pigs. Right. So they moved up to the Corn Belt, and here they are. Yeah, uh, crazy. And, that I mean, just all the logistics. We could go on for days about it. I just, like, you know guilts come from places where there are no other pigs and like it's just a disease what's the going disease these days still still purrs yeah um you know weather days like today where somehow it's you know foggy and humid but it's 20 degrees outside all at the same time yeah that stuff can pick up and travel i mean everybody's from what i've heard purrs is pretty bad right now in the county so, so and i've crazy. got it too yeah. Uh, PERS is where I learned how to handle COVID. I was never worried. I was like, we all just got to get it, and then we'll be fine. Everybody will me be and, fine. Me and Dad joked many times that they should just let the vets freaking handle that instead of the uh, other idiots. Dude, were- honestly, like, I just was like, okay. I just kind of went back to, you know, at first, especially at first when we didn't know what was going on, I just kind of reverted back to, like, some pig barn practices, you know, I was like, well, because I would, there were some places I'd still go working for fast and all. 
And some people were super weird and they're like, leave our shit 65 feet in the parking lot from the door and Lysol spray it. You know what I mean? Like, so whatever. Uh I know there was just everybody was different, but man, I was like, okay, you know, I just disinfect everything before I really came inside. Like, I don't know, man. I just is like easily to go back to those practices. You know, I would just clothes would just go right into the washing machine. Like, it was almost a shower in, shower out kind of kind of deal. Like I was back at Wellcam, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when I was working for for Ben. You know, I was trying to bring tools into these. You know, a sow unit's basically a it's a maternity ward. It's a hundred percent, hundred percent for those sows. It's. I mean, you can go into a sow unit, work with pigs all day, and leave and not really smell like pigs. I mean, it's clean in there. Yeah. People don't get that. Yeah, I mean, a fi- finisher's where you get dirty. Right. <laughs> but Yeah, it's uh, it's so crazy to just think back on, man. I don't know. There's, you could tell millions. I mean, it just is, yeah, people don't understand that world. It, it is. It's like going into, the. you said it best, the maternity ward is great, but like literally going into, I mean, just imagine going into any kind of facility or an island where they've never breathe like your air like everything they touch is filtered and i don't know man it's crazy it's a wild wild thing well that's why i've always been kind of on the fence on that filtered thing i've always been like well how naive do you want to get those pigs so that they can't handle anything right or do you just let them rip and build immunity and then when they get something it's not as bad well that's that's, everyone's got their theory on it right Hundred percent, but that's how I also like I said about COVID or whatever. Like when we got purrs, we're one of the only purrs naive barns around, especially as a as a farrowing unit, and it was terrible, dude. I mean, almost you know, it was just bad, mm-hmm. you know. And anybody listening to this that knows what it is, it's respiratory disease, basically the COVID of pigs. All right, Let, put it easy yeah. in your brain. It's the COVID of porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome. Yeah, is what so. Yeah, it just it, it kills them if they don't have it, and then we stayed PERS positive, essentially, and, you know, everything got welcome strain as it came in, all the gilts, they got, you know, hit with it a couple times, they'd get sick, they'd basically, like, get in a flu shot, um, you know, that's all it was, mm-hmm. and it's, a, it's crazy, I also always joke with people, that's how I know I'll live to probably see 120 is the amount of pig shit I've had in my mouth and just go on with life, you know? So we'll probably live for a long time, Wes. I just, I feel like the immunities are just built up. It, it's, it builds your immunity, right? I mean, you, you, I think every year you read an article about how some kids just walked into the hog barn at the state fair and they're sicker than shit. Sicker than shit. Oh yeah, for sure. I worry about that so much. With like young kids right now, that I just feel like they'll be, they'll be deathly ill because their moms are just gonna lather them up with hand sanitizer and Lysol as they head out the door the rest of their lives. Yeah, no, I'll throw them little bastards in the dirt. And right, get, they'll be fine. Yeah, I picked up a, a gummy bear off the ground yesterday outside, and I told Tom, I was like, "Well, when you're waiting in heaven for me for a hundred years, you'll wonder why, and it's because I eat shit off the floor." So. <laughs> You'll be fine. We're going to be fine. So tell oh, me yeah. about this dad life. Uh, it's it's a circus. Yeah. Um, How old? 
Reagan's five, Quinn's three, and then Barrett six months. So redoing all the baby stuff all over again. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, dude. That is just so. Yeah, his sisters were a little bit more advanced as, uh, than he is. He's so big, he can't freaking roll over or do anything. Really? He's just kind of stuck there. That's, I mean, it's just nuts to how fast they grow up and not, I mean, that sounds stupid, but just how fast time flies. I mean, I oh, remember. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have conversations with Reagan, like actual conversations. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Just insane, dude. Six years old. That's nuts, dude. I just remember, uh, I remember like it was yesterday going up to the hospital and holding her. And then obviously Quinters was born during, uh, during the vid. So, uh, I I think it was at Hank and McKinley's wedding. I held, she was pretty fresh yet then. Yeah. She was September 11th. So yeah, she was born August 27th. So she was two weeks old. Pretty new. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's a good picture of us. I think I have a chew in and we're each holding a beer and I have your baby in my arm. So that's a, that's a, that's a keeper for the mantle, but just, it's just, you have have one holding Reagan way up in the air too. I think Yeah, you're scaring the shit out of her that one time. Uh, yeah, it was like 4th of July weekend. I think Nicole was working. You brought her over. I know Denver was working too. And it was just kind of us hanging out at Brandon's. And then you went inside. I think she was snoozing. And then she woke up. Was kind of so I was just trying to calm her down. And I think I did the opposite of that. So, oh, I mean, when it sometimes scaring them works. Yeah, you just throw you them on the roof, make them figure it out, make them hop off. <laughs> Do you have any oh shit moments now that this is the third one, Wes? Or are you just kind of like, yeah, it's a baby, it'll be fine. Um, has that anxiety really dropped as the as the amount of children has gone up? Yeah, I mean, you just – I have a lot of practice at this point. Yeah. But the the first time I had – so Nicole worked night shifts, and I obviously had Reagan by myself. The first time she ever, like, really lost it, and I could not get her to knock it off. I mean, luckily my mom only lives a mile away because I called her. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, I can't get her to quit. That's so good. She was like, "Well, I mean, she can tell, she can feel it that you're, you're also nervous." And so, mom just came in with a, you know, a clear head, and yeah. she was able to get her down. And I've never, no matter what the freak out on the other three, I've never needed help again. I just needed to learn that I needed to just chill out. Right. That's crazy. Like dude. they'll, they'll work it out on their own. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. People always, everybody's different. Um, one, uh, I just learned a thing about babies, and I felt super dumb. One of my really good friends out here, I coached them, uh, Coach Ellicott, he's having a baby. He's our age. Um, he's having his first kid in a couple months, and uh, he's like, yeah, dude, I'm just learning a ton. He's like, I just learned they're not supposed to have water for the first six months. And I was like, what? I had no idea that was a thing. Um, I feel like I would have drowned a baby probably, which sounds terrible, um, but <laughs> – I just assume every living thing needs uh needs water, but yeah, it's just just milk and formula. So just yep. learning. Well, yeah. and usually, hopefully, you don't even have because the formula is expensive. If yeah, no the shit. Wife's willing, if the wife's willing to breastfeed, and it it really helps. I mean, I will say, I I I think when 
the time comes for Ton and I watching all y'all kind of do it, whether it's from afar or close up. You know, I got to see like Bart. He was a little bit obviously ahead. He's illicit. He's 10 years older than us, but um, watching, you know, Hudson and Carson and then you. And then as I left, obviously, you know, everybody else is joining the party, Brandon Denver. I mean, but it just like seems like something new all the time. Like, like especially this summer, like, obviously, I don't, I mean, not to throw everybody's business out there, but just the amount of times like a new mom has to pump is insane to me, dude. Oh, yeah. Nicole's ready for it to be done. Yeah, I mean, just like he's, he's like, I'm good. Every new mom that's doing it, I've been around, it just blows my mind. Like, I know that sounds like a stupid man thing to say, but that's fine. It's it's mind blowing to me. It's it's a job. Yeah. And you're you're either doing the pumping, cleaning up after it, or you're feeding the kid or you're cleaning out your pumps or you're yeah, it's a lot of work for them. Yeah. That's, it, that's insane. Absolutely insane. But that's cool, man. I'm glad you're Glad you're loving it. Glad you're just kind of let Barrett figure it out because he's the last one. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's the only fair way to go about it is he's going to want to have to do it. Now, yeah. is he going to is he going to work out here until he's decides Never know. to leave? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, uh, well, neither <laughs> of the three kids get a choice. There, that is true. You get a return all the free labor that was imposed on you back to them now. Now you have three. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, dude. I mean, dad ain't mowing the lawn for a long time once they're old enough. I feel like that's something you should never give up. I feel like that's a good, like, I know it's a lot of lawn to mow. I get it. Um, I feel like that'd just be a nice little job. But I remember you having to do that all the time, too. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm big I mean, on mowing lawns. Well, when it when it takes an entire day to do it all, it yeah. yeah. No, I don't. You know, just don't get a mow any lawn down here. So I feel like I mean, I'm I would I'm almost to the point where I'd fly back once a week to mow your lawn. You know, it's just so. Well, come on, yeah, you, you can come on out. Also, save me some time. Extremely nervous. Uh, I don't know if I know how to drive in the snow anymore or not. I was thinking about that. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. You You'll think you out. think I'd be good? You think I'd just be able to come back and drive through? I I mean, I just I really am like, boy, if it snowed, I don't know if I would. I mean, obviously, I would know what to do, but it would be like, oh shit! I feel like instead of like, oh shit, let's go. You know, sixty-five miles an hour without <laughs> a care in the world. I think that part of me is gone. I I think even us up here that that first one you got you kind of have that uh, oh, yeah. how do you do this again moment yeah and then you figure it out pretty quick. Speaking of that uh, weather update, is it snowing yet? We had one snow. Um, it's all pretty much gone. It's been actually for the time of year. It's been pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, me and Dad have been hanging insulation in the barns, not in a blizzard, which is not normal. Right. So that's been cool. That is cool. Uh, next week, it looks like Mother Nature's finally going to join the party, though. And You're going to get some snow? Along. I don't know about snow, but it's going to get cold. Yeah. I do miss a good blizzard. We're getting in the 20s blizzard. at night. Oh, yeah, it's What's coming. That? I said I do miss a good blizzard, dude. Not from Dairy Queen, yeah. like a real weather blizzard. 
I don't, because when you have livestock, you don't get to sit on the couch and enjoy it. You no. get in the truck and you go start checking on animals and making sure everything's okay. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I get it. Then uh, you got to move the snow. Yeah, I never. I didn't. I didn't hate that, but I just. It's just a weird thing to see y'all talk about it or text about it, and like that's not. I mean, I can't say never, but. In the near future, that is nothing I'll ever get again, is a snow day. And then I think about, like, all these kids that I coach, and they've never had a snow day in their life, and it's just, like, <laughs> takes a second for me to to register that in my brain. Like, they, they've never even seen snow. Like, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, how are you a human? I don't know. Obviously, I live in the Valley of the Sun. I get it. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. But... I just don't understand. It just sometimes it just blows my mind to think like these kids have never even seen snow. Yeah. I mean, you you can hop in a car and be up to Flagstaff pretty Two quick. Two hours. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you can get to it. No problem. I mean, topography of Arizona is crazy, but I just, you know, these these kids, they just they hang out and surprise. Yeah, they don't see snow. So, yeah, it's nuts. Just nuts. Uh. Leads me to my next question, something that I've thought about. Obviously, Weston uh, was fortunate enough as well to play some college football. Um, who do you think is tougher, us Minnesota kids who had to play through the cold or the kids I coach now who have to play through like 115-degree dry heat? Uh, I don't know. I mean – I, I bet those kids – I don't know if those guys are ready to for what it feels like to hit somebody when your body's numb and no. you can feel it in your bones, no. how much that hurts. They're not. They're not. Uh, I'll tell you this. We do Thursday morning practice. Uh, we're on the field at 545 usually. It, it's the desert, right? So it gets yeah. – Yeah, no, I, I get what – I understand the process yeah, why you guys it, do it. It gets chilly on those Thursday mornings. But you should see how some of them come to practice. Like winter jackets or a couple sweatshirts. I'm like, all right, it's chilly. It's not cold. And they're like, this is freezing. I'm like, you haven't seen freezing until your helmet is a rock. And then you tap heads with somebody else and you probably have a concussion. Yeah, I, I, I'll never forget that one practice. We, we practice on the, on the game field. And we were taking shifts coming back in and out of the warming shed. Yeah, yeah. Like the offense would go out, and then everybody else would run in the shed and warm up. And we, because we were having freezing rain that day. Was that our senior all, year of all high the school? Bars or our face masks actually had ice buildup around yeah. the bars. Was that our senior year of high school? I can't remember what year it is or what year it was. Um, if somebody else remembers that junior, story, yeah, it was I, either junior or senior year. But that was, I was like, what are we doing out here? <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy that we did not go in the gym at all. That's nuts. I mean, to me. when there there is ice forming off the face masks on our helmets. Oh yeah, like, I remember that, that well. A little ridiculous. I I forgot all about that until you said that. And I distinctively remember being in there, and that I yeah I that had to have been like our, I feel like that was our senior year. I don't know. I just I remember different things, weird times. Um, no, dude, that's crazy. That is crazy to think about. Yeah, that's nothing we do. I think that was a big mental block for me this year is that at no point did I have to bundle up to coach a football game. So it kind of was like, yeah. 
we're done. Like, I don't know. I wore short sleeves all year. And then it was like, oh, it's November 1st. It's been seasonally warm out here this year, but that was kind of a, it's different, dude. I, I didn't think it would. And I, you know, I know this pods about you, but I know you'd appreciate it. I did not think that being in a warm weather place, coaching football would make football feel so different. Yeah. I mean, when you're going from that bigger level football in a major metro versus small town. Yeah, I mean, whatever, not, not even mean. just that. I think, like, just the temperature just was a real mental thing for me all year, you know? like. Well, it would be nice to play football and not, like. Oh, 10,000% it was. It was I, I, I can't, you know, playing D-line, I don't know how many times my hands were half frozen. I accidentally smacked it on an offensive lineman's helmet and just wanted to, you know, curl up in a ball and die. Yeah. Because it just hurt so freaking bad. No, for sure. Uh, I will say it's crazy also how many of the schools back home come down here and recruit our guys, just Arizona guys in general. Um, and we have a couple kids, uh, Crown College is coming. They're pretty interested in three of our seniors. And they're like, what's it like? What's it like up there? I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. That's St. Boniface. That's in the middle of nowhere. You're going to need 10 jackets. You know what it does all winter long? Wind blows. Wind blows and blows and blows. I say you're going to hate it. Mm -hmm. So you better get up there and check it out and make sure that you want to go there because it's going to be the exact opposite of everything you've ever been around. Yeah. And yeah, and that's that's the other one, wind. I mean, that can when it's ripping right through you. Uh, people don't understand, dude. That's all it does. <laughs> the wind blows. That's what it does. Where we're from, mm -hmm. the wind blows. Well, brother, yeah. what else you got? This was fun. I'm glad we could do this. I appreciate you. I know you're doing good stuff, Wes. I know sometimes you don't think it or you think, like, whatever, but you're, doing, you're working hard, man. You're raising a family. You're doing good shit. You're feeding the world. You should be proud of that stuff. <laughs> well, we're trying. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of – it's probably the one bummer of the whole thing is that, I mean, you're you're married to it. You don't – Go places often, you don't. No, it's this is what you do. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is what you do. You did. You were valid. You do have to love it, and I, I clearly you do. Um, do the girls take any interest right now? Do they like to go ride with you at all in the fall? Oh, they, or? they they love to ride along. Quinn, Quinn, I think Quinn could sit in the cab with me all day if really? I her. That's cool. Yeah, Reagan's attention span kind of. She starts getting a little ADD and sure. Ah, I want to do something else. Yeah. No, that's fair. But Qu Quinn's fascinated by it when she's in the cab with you. Yeah. You still pulling all nighters to get everything wrapped up, or have you let that go? No, my hours are back to sane again right now. Yeah. I mean, during during harvest, it gets a little ridiculous. I mean, we're still busy because we're loading big pigs out and then dealing with you know, this disease on the little ones right now and it's the end of the year. So you're trying to get all your inputs figured out. So uncle Sam doesn't get all your money from fall and crazy. God so damn there's a IRS. bunch of that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, definitely not harvest hours. So Good. I get the, I get to sleep again. Yeah. But I, like in general, like, I mean, you used to be like a madman sometimes and just be like, I'm going to go all night. You still do that. Uh, on the tillage, I, I didn't get to do any 
crazy ones this year because they're a guy that while we're the you know while us and the picking crew are going he's trying to keep up with us and he just never had any delays so i mean they were pretty caught up right when we got to the end here plus we had all this nice weather normally when i've had to do like that crazy stuff it's because you know the ground was gonna freeze tomorrow and you had two days worth of work so you needed to run like run like hell and get done yeah so basically it didn't happen this year because the pressure wasn't as you know as much as it normally would be yeah as far as the weather that's good though i mean i did i remember texting you so we could try to line this up asked how it was going and you guys had some on and off rain days um side question have you ever thought about rigging up all the equipment with uh, video audio equipment and getting the YouTube channel going, trying to monetize <laughs> on the farm? I have, have I thought about it? Yes. Would I ever do it? No. Cause I mean, when you, if you go online, there's a, there's a lot of them guys yeah. on there doing that now. I bet. It's, I think it's too saturated and I don't know if I'm entertaining enough to, you know, I think you need to be one of the top, you know, five of the guys doing it to probably make enough money for it to be worth it. Sure. Uh, Plus, and could you see my dad, we're working. I'm like, wait, we got to wait. I need to set my camera up. Oh my God. He'd kill you. He'd kill you. He'd kill me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, I mean, what you could do, I'm going to spitball on this. I would do a lot of podcasts now. I don't know that anybody's ever done a podcast from a combine. Uh, I don't know. So, Maybe you could, you know, come along on combine rides. I don't know. Just spitballing. Just so, <laughs> or from the, from the buddy seat. That'd be a good stories from the buddy seat. That'd be a good podcast name. I'm just trying. If you want to dive oh, in, yeah. you know, um, just just spitballing for you, you know. I think there's yeah, a market. Um, I think there's a market for it. I mean, it. I think it'd be fun. Right. I just don't know if I have the time or attention span to commit to it 100 percent, i get it it gets real hard plus, to... plus i mean i i definitely don't like listening to me talk so i don't know how other people would feel about that so well i'll I tell you know. after this i'll tell you i'll let you know <laughs> i'll let you know what people think no they're gonna love it it's gonna be great um no man i i think it's cool uh i'm glad we could share some of your story with people it's important stuff um it's not the most exciting job in the world, but it is an important job. And it's like you said, you, you have to love it. And I think that's the, the most important thing. Uh, you know, when I've had other people on, I just was having on people that would turn passions into careers and you are doing that and you're, you fit that mold. So I think it's cool. And I'm glad we could talk about it for a little bit and, uh, maybe someday, on a bye week, I come back and we we record a podcast from a combine, first one ever. I think that's what we do. We can do it. That would be that'd be something. How are the yeah, buddies? I'd, are the buddy yeah. seats getting any better? Yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, we didn't even get buddy seats. I rode on the, a bucket the with rest, you. For the armrest folded down, and you got the cuddle with your dad for yeah. you know however many hours you're sitting in there. Yeah, but. Yeah, also they're remember not too riding bad. on a bucket. They're, they're a little small. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they start making them bigger, then we probably, then we're probably fine. Well, I think you you it. rode with me one time, and you just sat on a five gallon bucket on the floor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I would ride on the bucket. 
Yeah, I was really good at kind of showing up when y'all would get supper, whether it was you or Brandon I would or lunch. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm heading out. Okay. Ride along, hang out for a little bit and grab something to eat. You know, pretty simple life. Pretty well, easy. thank God for the girls bringing us food when we're... Thank God is right. That's, yeah. Don't, you can't forget to thank, thank God for, for the ladies keeping the operation alive. That is a very... Mm. Very good. The moms point. are the most important part. Without That's them, right. we're kind of screwed. That's right. That's right. I uh, will say this too. I know um, you might be the last person to ever use Zoom. So congratulations on your first Zoom. Welcome. Yeah. So as we're well, I mean, during COVID, we really didn't need to follow any of those rules. You like, didn't. You didn't zoom into work to check on the pigs. No. Oh. No. Nope. Weird. I thought that's just. I <laughs> thought that's how you guys would have done it. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. No, I, uh, you did good. I don't know if you also know this. Uh, you have a setting on your iPad where every time you you move your head, it keeps it dead center. It's auto zoom. It's on your eyeballs, I think, a little bit. So you won't notice okay. it, but like if, like as you've been moving, it's, it's, I don't know how to shut it off. I've seen it on other people. It's a little distracting when I do this. Uh, so I wanted to wait till the end because I didn't want you to fuck with your iPad the whole time we did this thing. <laughs> So, well, I'll have to, we'll have to just do a practice one sometime so I can dick with it and not matter with yeah. the no, I'm just actual keep, podcast. I'm just but. giving you a hard time. I thought it was funny. I don't know how to shut that off. I've seen that before and it's a shout out Steve Jobs, you know, thanks. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Well, brother, I love you. I appreciate you for coming on, spending an hour with me. It was good to cut it up. And uh, mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing you again. Looking forward to the next one, man. Keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing good things, Wes. Uh, just keep keep going, brother. Yeah, you you keep doing what you're doing too. Proud of you. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Means a lot. So appreciate you, your folks. Uh, yeah, y'all mean the world. So love you, my man. Um, appreciate everybody for listening. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, rate five stars, all that fun stuff. Be good, everybody. Gonna play a slow jam,